Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Monica Yates, a period and ICF certified women's life coach, and I help women to harness the power of their period and connect to their feminine flow. In these episodes, we will be talking about all things periods, hormones, confidence, health, food, money, sex, business, feminine flow, your brain, energy, and all the stuff that goes through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new chicken nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are thinking but too afraid to say. Hello, beautiful ladies. Welcome back. I'm so excited, as per usual, to be recording a podcast. However, today's podcast is a little bit different. The reason being is that I actually did an Instagram Live and Facebook Live. It was a business Q&A I put up on my Instagram story because I did one uh, earlier this year when I made 100K um, about like how I started my business and how I quantum leaped to my end 2019 goal by the end of like after like three months. So that was quick. Um, so we're talking all about that on my earlier Facebook live earlier this year. It would have been around end of March, beginning of April. I think it was beginning of April. Um, anyway, and I recently hit 200K when I was in Milan. So it's a couple of weeks ago now. Um, but I wanted to talk to you guys. I wanted to do like another one. Um, not mapping out how I made 200K because that's not what it's about because I'm at impact. So I'm not here to like tell people how to do that and they can copy it and then make 200K. No, that's not how I roll. Um, And also like I don't track how I do things. It's actually in flow. So even at the beginning of the month, I don't lay out this is my monthly goal and therefore I have to sell this many of this and this many of this and this many of this to make make my my monthly goal of whatever it is, whether it's 40K or 60K. Um, it actually just happens like without me even realizing. So my last month was June was the biggest month I've ever had. It was like $63,000. Um, but like, I did not map that out at ever. I was like, whatever at, at all. I was like, what the fuck? How'd that happen? Cause it's just like all in flow and really magical. Right. Which is what I like. And that's how I like running my business. Um, and it feels really good and it feels good for my clients because there's nothing inauthentic about the way that I run my business or about the way that I get my clients or about the way that I invite my clients in or whatever it is. It's all really like flow and natural and really seamless, which I really enjoy. It makes me feel really good and it makes the impact that I have also feel really good. That doesn't make much sense. I think it does at the same time. Anyway, so I did a little Q&A on my Instagram live um, about my business and like coaching and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, and I downloaded the like recording as in like the, um, the video to save it. And of course it didn't fucking save. And then I recorded it on Facebook as well. And the Facebook one didn't save, which I don't even know how that happened. So what I've done is I literally played the whole thing last night out of my phone and I recorded it into my laptop. So the sound quality is pretty much shit. It's not the best sound quality at all because it's like a recording without a microphone into my laptop. Um, however, it's the best that I could do. And it was such a juicy live that I really wanted to record it. So if you hate the sound quality, then don't listen, but the content is really good. Um, so please, I've tried to edit it as best as I can to make the sound quality as best as possible. Anyway, I've done my best. That's a really juicy one. So just go have a listen. Also a reminder that, um, the doors for the Academy closes really, really soon because we start in like a week. Um, so if you have been sitting on the fence about joining the Academy, which is different from the mastermind, the Academy is for business women, business owners. Um, if you were wanting to join the Academy, the Badass Bitches Academy, now is your last chance. I will not be opening it up until like February next year. So get on that. It's life changing for your life and your business. And it's basically all how to run your business in this beautiful, flowy, authentic, magnetic way that feels really fucking good. And we do all the inner work at the same time and all the feminine work and the sensuality work and the childhood stuff. We do all of that in there. So it's a really, um, deep, well-rounded program for every sort of area in your life that's, that you need to do work on basically. So that's your last chance to enroll in that and to join. I have one space left. So if you've been feeling the pull and you've been sitting on the fence, like why the fuck have you been sitting on the fence? Um, probably because of fear and that you're like, I don't need to, but you don't need to, but do you want the results? Cause if you want the results, then you kind of want to join the program. Um, so yeah, 
I'm going to leave you to listen to this epic juicy live and I will talk to you all later. Bye. because that is a really good place to start as I'm doing this live. So how did I start? I'm assuming you're meaning like my business and coaching. Oh, look at that. Courtney, you asked a question. I just popped it up for you. Um, talk about divine timing. Hey, so how did I start my business? So I have always like, I've never wanted to really work for somebody else. I've always wanted to sort of like be the boss. I've always had a lot of fire in me and a lot of like gumption to get what I get what my dreams are really. I never was going to let myself be held back or anything like that. So that's a really big thing that I firstly want you guys to understand that I tell my clients all the time. It's like, you have to choose this. You have to choose. There is only plan A. There is no plan B. So I chose. So initially when I was like um, deciding what I wanted to do, right? We A lot of the time, like our parents will be like, oh, like you should do this like plan B, plan B, plan B. Now you got to understand that plan B comes from a place of love because especially from your dad, like, he and your parents, like they want to protect you and for you to be secure and for you to have um, plenty of money so that you can be financially secure and whatnot. So when your parents come across saying like, you should have a plan B, it's not because they don't think that you can live out plan A, it's because they just want you to be safe and secure. So I, my plan A was like basically this and my plan B was to, um, thanks Rebecca, I will answer that question in a second. Um, and then my plan B was my commerce degree at Melbourne Uni. Now, I actually went to a Tony Robbins UPW thing. And that was a really big starting point for me with this world. I'd already started before that. Um, I already had done majority of my coaching um, degree and um, or certification. Um, and I'd already done majority of that. But I went to Tony's UPW event and he said if you have a plan B you fall upon plan B and it was so true if you have any if you have any sort of safety blanket if you don't have skin in the game you will not put your like you will not get the results not because you don't want the results but because you don't have enough skin in the game to actually work um and take that inspired action to get what you want so I had my plan B of commerce at Melbourne and then my plan A was like living the life that I'm living right now and I decided, fuck plan B. I'm not having any plan B because I believed in myself so hard, so wholeheartedly that I would never need a plan B. I don't need a plan B. I wanted to be able to travel and work and, and be able to stay in beautiful hotels all the time, right? With ease and flow. I didn't want to have to have that plan B because I believed in myself that I would never need it. And this is really key because if you give yourself options, you will go to the easiest option. Your, your brain is wired to take the easy route because it's safe and your brain is wired for safety. Like you, your brain doesn't want you to do the scary thing because you could die and get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger. Oh, feed the kettle. Wait, it's that way. Lol. Oh, you Instagram people can't see it, but Facebook people can. Um, that's from Queen Alchemy this morning. Need the drinks on tap. Um, anyway, so if you have a plan B, you'll fall upon plan B. And this is why for a lot of people as well, when they quit their job or they get laid off or um, something big happens in their life or they like, the only option is to make their business work, they succeed because they have they put so much skin in the game, they have to succeed. There is no, yeah, me too, Courtney. Hey, Kate, I'll speak to you soon. Um, when you put everything into your why and everything into what you want and you don't let yourself have a plan B, you will not fall upon the plan B. But when you give yourself options of plan A or plan B, you will fall upon the, the, the plan B. So, Courtney, when you are asking how did I start, I the first thing that I did was I made a fucking decision. I made a fucking decision that... I wanted to work for myself and I wanted to have a, um, a business where I could make a lot of money and I would change people's lives. And it's funny because in school, I used to think that if I wanted to change people's lives and I actually remember thinking this thought in the year 12 common room, I thought that if I wanted to change people's lives and make an impact in the world, that I was going to have to be a doctor. And I didn't want to be a doctor because I fucking hate blood, right? And besides period blood, we all know I love period blood, but like, I don't like needles. I don't like... All that doctor stuff just creeps me out beyond belief, right? And I've had to deal with a lot of it with my leg. Um, but it just, I would, when I go to appointments for my leg, I'm like, oh, don't touch it. Like, it just freaks me out, right? Like, it freaks me out. It's a lot better now after my third surgery, but it freaks me out. 
And I thought the only way to make an impact in the world was to become a doctor. But when I actually really understood that I could make an impact in so many different ways, and I found my why, and, and key thing, ladies, I found my why by living. So I wasn't searching for my why. And a lot of us search, we try and find, we hunt, what am I meant to be doing in the world with my children? We hunt what I'm meant to be doing in the world. We try and find our purpose and our passion. If you are trying to find your purpose and your passion, you will not be able to find it. It's not because it's not there, but it's because you're looking externally and it's in here. So I, quote, unquote, found the beginning points of my journey with my coaching or whatever. When I was on my gap here, living my life. I was, I've never had as much fun as when I had on my gap year. It was like the most fun I've had up to that point in my life. It was the most fun I've ever had in my life. It was incredible, right? Just loved every moment of it, all the hungover days, everything, right? Every part of it I loved. And that's when I found, I, I literally, the cliche stuff is true. I fucking found myself during that time in my life. I found myself in my gap year, on my gap year, whatever. And I started my food blog back then, which some of you might know if you've been following me for that long, called In My Bowls. I was never proud about that name, but I thought, oh, I'm not allowed to call, I shouldn't call my blog my, I, you know what I used to tell myself? My name wasn't good enough to call it like my brand, my name. I couldn't call my brand Monica Yates because it wasn't cool. It wasn't a cool enough name. Really like a stupid excuse, right? Our brain comes up with really dumb reasons. So I started my food blog back then because a friend was asking me, um, about all my recipes that I was posting on Snapchat and like all the food that I was making when I was living in London. And so I started my food journey then and I quit sugar and I, and I just really found what it meant to be actually healthy. So before then I was doing the classic like calorie counting, like dumb shit that we all do at school. That's what I was doing up to that point. Um, hey, everybody on Instagram joining. Um, and then when I was on my gap year, I read Sarah Wilson's I Quit Sugar book and I really started to understand um, real health. I started to understand real food and, and eating healthy fat and like, and, and all, and not having just like these like stupid foods that I'd be having, like so many crackers, there were low calories, so I could have them like dumb shit like that. Right. So anyway, I traveled Europe, completely sugar free besides stuff like some gelato and stuff and obviously pasta in Italy. Um, gluten free though. Cause I literally, I can't eat gluten at all. I'm super allergic. Um, anyway, and that sort of started my journey and it was honestly one thing after another that got me to where I am. And so I don't want any of you thinking like, People ask me this on podcast interviews when they interview me. When did the penny drop? Like, when did you have that moment that you knew what you were meant to do? And I was like, I never had that moment. I never want you thinking um, that you had that moment or that you have to have a moment for everything to click. I did not have a moment. I had this beautiful build up of thing after thing after thing. It was breadcrumb after breadcrumb. It was a journey that I was being taken on to my core purpose right now. And I have no doubt that in 10 years time, it may be a little bit different, right? I don't know what, what it will be, but I'm totally open to the universe taking me where I need to go, where I need to go. So it was thing after thing that's led me to this beautiful place that I'm in now. And I can fully and wholeheartedly say where I am now. I've never felt, I've got tingles right now. I've never felt as content, as in alignment and as happy as I am right now in my life, right? And this is not because things just happened overnight. Things did not happen overnight, ladies. I hustled. I worked hard. I spent a lot of years like building this no like and trust factor on my Instagram. I spent a lot of years doing the work on myself and really understanding what I now teach about. I've spent a long time doing this. This wasn't a quick thing that happened overnight. I never want any of you th want, I never want any of you to think, oh, she started a business in the beginning of the year and now it's a six-figure business. No. Alexis, why are you awake? <laughs> Alexis was just on Queen Alchemy call and it was like, it's like sleep time for you. Anyway, um, so I, I never want you guys to think that I started my business at the beginning of the year and that all of a sudden it's just been a success, right? I started my, I started my business a long time ago and I learned through so many mistakes and so many like things how to actually run a business and that's why with my academy I'm now like I really teach the girls how to do it properly because I didn't do it properly in the beginning and it took me so long to realize the inner work was actually what was holding me back the most right I thought the Instagram followers were holding me back the most in terms of like I didn't have 10k therefore I can't make money no it was actually the inside work it was actually, it was actually more my vibration and my magnetism that was holding me back the most which is what I then obviously do in um in not quite alchemy in the academy. Anyway, 
Okay, so I've got some questions on Facebook and Instagram. Um, so basically, yeah, that's sort of how I started. And everybody asked me what coaching certifications you do. I did the coaching certification with the Life Coaching Academy. They're in Brisbane. You can do it all online. Um, if you want an honest, if you want an honest opinion from my experience with them, I hate doing logical business strategy and there is a massive chunk at the end of the course where you have to write a financial plan you have to do a business plan you have to write this massive like financial projection you have to do all these contracts you have to make all you have to make all of these legal documents and like it was so much head work that I like I really hated the end of that program so if you don't like doing all of that or if you can't like put in the skin for that stuff. I put in the skin for it. If you, if you don't want to put in that shit, then don't do it. Don't do it. Um, I can't sleep. Going to do one of your hypnosis audios in good. <laughs> Too many good vibes after free alchemy, Alexis. Um, anyway, so, um, the rest of the program that was incredible because I got the highest certification that you can get in coaching. So I really value that because obviously I wanted the highest certification that you can get, especially because I am aware of my age. Um, and that is a thing for people. Um, not that people ever go, aren't you too young? It's more like, um, it's more that people can't believe that I'm so young doing this. And that's why for myself and a little bit for my ego, to be honest, I wanted that training behind me. Hey, Britt. Um, hey, Olivia. Uh, anyway, so, um, what was I going to say? So point being is I started, I did my, I did my certification, um, and then I've done so much work though after the certification. This is the same as uni degree. You can't do a uni degree and then expect that you know everything about that about that area of whatever your degree specializing you in. You learn so much on the job. And so it's like you can do the coaching certification, ladies, or do whatever you want to do. But like at the same time, you need to be doing the programs. You need to be doing like do like investing in a coach and like learning more. You need to be doing the inside work because that's actually what makes you a good coach. And the certification just gives you like some tactics and understanding of how to coach, but not necessarily like that magnetism element. The stuff that I teach in the academy is not what I learned in the um in my degree, although I will say I do prescribe a textbook in the academy, and that textbook was oh my god, I had a total tongue twister. That textbook was prescribed to me in my coaching certification. So I do teach coaching things like how, like like um, coaching techniques in the academy, but um, a lot of the stuff that I learned in my de my degree certification thing was actually the hows not necessarily some of the techniques that I now use. I've learned that through my own stuff, okay? Uh, that's sort of how I've gotten to where I am. Courtney, okay, I'm gonna answer the next question on Facebook. So the next question on Facebook is from Rebecca. How do you deal with superficial surface level friendships as you grow? Um, am I attracting those types of friendships? Should I be worried about them? Yes and no. And this is a really nice question because I have to watch the time because I have a client at 10.30. Um, uh, this is a really great question because I feel like oftentimes, and somebody else was saying this to me, one of my clients, um, a lot of the time, like, we're like, oh, look inward, look inward, it's a reflection of me. Yes, it is a reflection sometimes, and people could also be dickheads, right? It could actually not be a reflection of you and them actually being a dickhead. So don't put that label either on it. So, like, sometimes people say to me, but, like, in my relationship, it's not going well, but it's probably just me, like, it's a reflection of me, blah, blah, blah. Yes, and... It may not be a reflection of you because that person could actually be a dickhead, right? That, per that, that, that guy that you're in a relationship with or whatever could actually just be being really mean to you. It doesn't mean that you need to put up with it any longer because you're like, oh, it's a reflection of me. If, if you've looked inside and you're like, no, it's not. They're actually not being very cool, not being very nice. Then it's not you, it's them, right? So, so there's, there is a line with that, Rebecca, I feel. Um, and with everything, there's also a line with that, right? We're a little bit of like logic. And I say this to all my clients. I'm like, let's also like be humans. Like we're allowed to have human moments. We're allowed to bring human elements in. We don't always need to be woo woo and like, you know, like spiritual and quantum leaping and blah, blah, blah. We're also allowed to like bring a human element in and be like, today we're having a shit day. Today I'm having a money block, blah, blah, blah. Like today I actually feel fucking low vibe. I don't want to talk about high vibe right now. I just want to like, I just want to like sit in my pity for a second and then I'll come out of it. Like you're allowed to do that stuff, right? Don't sit in it for a whole fucking day, but like allow yourself to feel it. Cause when you, I was saying this to my queen alchemy girls this morning, when you resist something, it becomes bigger, not smaller, right? And you want it to become smaller. So welcome it in. Don't try and like push it away. Okay. Uh, next question on Instagram. 
Um, I don't know. Wait. Okay, cool. Um, next question. Your makeup is so beautiful and natural. Any tips? Oh, um, I need to put this up today. I actually filmed Lady when I was Ladies when I was in Ibiza. I filmed a makeup tutorial. It will be the worst makeup tutorial you've ever watched, but it's also like totally me to a T of how I do my makeup. So um, I'll put that makeup tutorial up today. And I, sh I show you all the makeup that I use, the brands that I use. It's pretty much all Aria Perez, Babs, and um, and Jane Iredell. Um, I will share with you guys that today, and you can like watch everything of how I do it. But it's like supernatural, ladies. It honestly, like I swear to fucking god, it takes me one minute to do my makeup in the morning. Like it's the easiest thing ever. Like. It's just so fucking easy. So watch that because, like, you will save so much time. And my nighttime skincare routine is, like, takes one minute as well. None of this long-winded bullshit. Um, okay, so next question is – okay, next question. What led you to becoming a coach? How did you know that's what you wanted to do? Great question. So my name actually means to advise and counsel. So I was always like the friend that helped people, the friend that like gave the advice. I was always like that friend, right? And I was always like that person. Oh, my Facebook has paused because of shitty connection. Oh, well, we're going to keep going. Hold on, hold on. Sorry, hold on, Instagram. My Facebook's paused because of shitty connection. I might try and set it up on my iPhone. Okay, one second, ladies. Stay with me. Okay, are you guys back on Instagram? Okay, we're back on Facebook. Okay, so what led me to becoming a coach? I wanted to become a coach because, so my name means to advise and counsel, and I always loved like talking to people, but I didn't want to be a therapist, right? I didn't want to have to tell people what to do all the time. But what I did want to do is be able to inspire and help people. So honestly, it was through my own sort of like stuff, right? I didn't want to be, I firstly wanted to do more like health coaching because I was really interested in like the body and I still am, right? I still do a lot of that in my stuff because everything's connected. Um, and oh my God, my Facebook's still fucking up. Oh, well, we're just going to roll with it. Um, anyway, so I started off with health coaching because I didn't want to um, be, I didn't want to sit in a clinic and tell people what to eat. I did not want to sit in a fucking clinic and like hear people's like, what do I eat? And like give them a fucking meal plan. That's just in like, no, right? Because everybody can choose what the fuck they want to eat. And it needs to come from a place of wanting to eat it, not because your nutritionist said to eat this, so you have to eat this. Fuck that. Anyway, um, I don't know what my Facebook's doing. I'm just going to like redo this. Hold on a sec, ladies. One second. I'm just going to redo my Facebook because it's just not fucking working. Anyway, so um, I was doing, so that's sort of how I got into coaching because I realized coaching was another way that I was able to help people, but I didn't have to like, give people meal plans. I could do it really, really differently. Okay. So that's how I sort of started, um, my health coaching and, um, okay. We're on Facebook again. That's how I started my health coaching. And then after doing health coaching for a few months, I then dived into this whole entire world of like the feminine and periods and cycles. So then I become a more, more of a period coach and more of a life coach. And I was, my, my certificate, my certification is in life coaching and with a side of wellness coaching. Anyway, so through all of that, I sort of realized this is what I wanted to do. And honestly, it was like overdoing the work for more and more time. I realized how much this was my calling and just like loved being a coach. Um, but this is where it's like it's really important. Like being a coach, ladies, takes a specific type of person. I feel like coaching has become a bit of a trend now. Don't fall into, oh, that would be nice because it seems easy. If you want to be a coach, that's amazing. I'm all for that. And it takes a really specific person. You have to be, if you want to be, a, in the, if you want to be an amazing coach, it takes a specific person. If you want to call people out on their fucking shit, if you want to make real, real transformation, then you have to be so confident within yourself and not take shit from other people. Because a lot of coaches, they are like, oh yeah, that'd be fun, but they're too afraid to call people out. They don't back themselves with how good of a coach they are or how they can provide transformation. They don't put in the real work behind the scenes and they're not willing to put in the really hard, uncomfortable work. They think being a coach is like traveling and doing Zoom calls a couple times a week. No, being a coach means like you being, well, when I'm coaching, I'm on all the time, which I'm totally available for and I love that about my job. My clients are messaging me all the time. When I'm sleeping, I'm getting messages, obviously, because of the time change. 
like they, that's what I offer as well. But I, I was so like, yes to being fully in serving people. I wasn't like a, this would be fun. I was like, this is my career. And a lot of people kind of go into this being like, well, this would be fun. It seems easy. It seems chill. It seems like I could travel all the time. If you want to be a long lasting, sustainable coach, you have to want to do it for all the right reasons. And you have to be, you have to want to put in the work because it takes work, especially in the beginning. Okay. Next question. All right. Facebook's totally fucked up, but whatever. Next question. Okay. I have a service-based business idea, which is unique. Haven't seen this all around. Struggling with how to start planning this, cost, the actual structure, name, how to find clients, any tips. Okay. So tips on this would be um, a lot of people get really caught up in starting a business in like all these nitty gritty things, right? What does your soul want you to do first? What's the easiest thing for you to do first? What feels the best to do first? Is it making an Instagram page as I can talk about it? Is it like Pinterest boarding your stuff? Is it like writing about this dream business? Um, you know, you're focusing on the hows and the nitty gritty and the logistics. And this is what I teach the girls not to focus on in the academy because it doesn't get you very far. It, get, it, it keeps you really stuck in your head and it keeps you in this comparisonitis game. When you can be more in flow and basing things off what feels good, you do things so much faster and more in alignment and that's where you can quantum leap. So, and I'd also maybe look at the academy because it could be a good idea for you depending on how much fire you've got in your belly. If you've got a lot of fire in your belly and you know this is going to be, fuck, yes, this is my this is my purpose, then the academy is for you. But if it's like, oh, it could be fun, then the academy's not for you because all the girls in there are like full on, yes, no plan B. Um, so basically for you, when you're starting, when you're wanting to start a business and you're focusing on all these nitty gritty things, you're focusing on them because you're not trusting yourself with just doing with what's, you want to do with like your body in terms of what feels right you're doing things based on like what i should do based on how to run a business right like i don't do things based on how to run a business i do i do things on base what feels good i mean now i have a manager and she focuses more on like strategy stuff and it's really good we have a conversation yesterday she's actually got a degree in psychology so like it's perfect right she's actually helping me bounce ideas off each other but it's she's she's well aware that i have to have big time frames in terms of like Monica, this is what you need to do this week. Not like today you have to do this, 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 because then I get stuck in like do mode and I need like time to flow and do things when it feels really good. And that's how I've set my business up. And it obviously works because I do everything when it feels amazing, right? Um, sorry, Maddie. Yes, I'll answer that in a second. Thank you for asking that again. Amen. You're speaking to my soul right now. Thanks, Britt. Parooch, here for value and impact, baby. Fuck Yes. Do you coach any women in their fashion business? Can I be a fashion buyer and a life coach? Or would I be overcommitting? I feel the pull to both. So this is a really great question, Beck, and then I'm going to answer some more in the thingies below, and then we're going to have to go because I have a client later. If I don't get through everyone's questions, remember your question, write it down, and I will, um, I'll answer your questions. I'll jump on a live later, ladies, if I don't get to answer everybody's questions because this is super juicy. Um, so if, I, if, you're, right, if you're answering a question, can you write it down as well so you can remember it for later in case I don't get time to answer your question. Okay, so I coach women with any sort of business. The thing is, people, like, don't limit yourself based on, like, oh, this coach only specializes in this because if you feel magnetism towards somebody, they will fucking help you. The only job or the main job of a coach is to point out the blind spots that you can't see. So if you had a brick and mortar, um, brick and mortar business and you were, like, Let's say you ran a hotel, okay? You ran a hotel. That's also service, right? That's half service, half product. So you ran a hotel. Could you hire me? Yes, if you felt the magnetism between us. If I felt as well the magnetism between both of us. So, because my job for you with a, like let's say your fashion business or like let's say a hotel business, right? I don't need to have run a hotel business before to point out the where you are holding yourself back in your business. I can see that shit from a mile away. I've got clients that are doing all sorts of things and I don't have experiences in their coaching field or in their business field, right? But I'm not there to tell them, this is how you run your bloating business. No, I'm there to show them what they're not seeing for themselves and how that's holding them back in their life and their business. That's what you're there to see. You know, like uh, Amanda Francis, for example, like she was mentioning this the other day of like, and it's just 100% true. It's like she coaches women that aren't coaching.
approaches because her job isn't same as mine. Her job isn't there to tell you and to hold your hand. I'm like, this is exactly how you coach. This is exactly how you do this. Copy me. I don't want people to copy me, right? Because then it's not yours. If you copy somebody, it's not magnetic. So if you feel a pull towards me or any other coach that's not necessarily in your specialty, if you believe that they can help you pull out shit that you can't see for yourself, then that's your person. That's your person, okay? I don't, and actually what's funny, Beck, is that I was, I got into like the top fashion design course when I was in year 12 um, at RMIT. I wanted to be a fashion designer back in the day. Um, I did so many internships. I am actually a really amazing sewer, a little like, hidden secret or whatever it's called whatever the thing's called I can't remember like fun fact I'm actually like a really amazing seller I made all of my formal dresses um I did fashion shows like I'm actually really good in terms of like design and fashion and that business element um I just it wasn't a thousand percent for me I love it but I wasn't able to live that lifestyle it's really it's really what it came down to I wasn't able to live that lifestyle of what it takes to be a fashion designer I couldn't do I couldn't do what it takes is basically what it is. So, Beck, that's funny that you mentioned that. Um, so, and yeah, you can also do both. You don't have to choose one or the other. You can do everything. Like, people talk about, um, like, I've got to have a niche. I'm like, you can have multiple niches. It's fine. You can have multiple ideal clients, right? You can have everything you want, ladies. All right, conscious alchemy. Let's talk about money blocks. People who have gone from economy class mindset to business class, how do you access first class? Well, in Australia, like business class is first class. Well, so in on Virgin, I fly Virgin all the time because I'm a I'm now a gold member because I'm flying so much. I'm like fuck yes, <laughs> um, I'm a gold member, so I just want to keep flying Virgin because I get the points. Um, the reason why I flew business and not first, I guess, in Emirates was like I just had no purpose to fly first. Like that'd be cool, but actually, this is a really good point. So I picked this up when I was younger, and actually, my mum kind of instilled this into me in a really positive way. If you buy yourself everything right now, sometimes you don't have things to look forward to. And I know people go, no, no, there's always more, there's always more. There is. But like, let's say, for example, I was going to, if I started buying first class everywhere, I don't have something to look forward to. And I kind kind of, it feels good to me to kind of leave a little bit to look forward to. Also why it's like, I haven't splurged on hotels that cost a thousand dollars a night because I kind of a part of me doesn't want to because I want to leave that for like next year I want to leave that for a a next level version of me does that make sense so I fly business now on long-haul flights and not first because I don't need first to be comfortable and honestly the only reason why I fly business is for the bed I take my own food everything I take my own everything the only reason I fly business is because I can lie flat and have my leg up, which just makes a massive difference in terms of my comfort and my leg when I get off the plane and all that jazz. Otherwise, my leg swells a lot if I stay in economy. So I don't actually have a major purpose to fly first right now, and I kind of want to leave it until I've got even more, um, even more of a reason to fly first class. If that makes sense, okay? Okay, um, amazing, Anna. You'll be back. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. The the juiciness in August is going to be real. Yes, Beck, it is. Guys, if you haven't already booked in your calls for the Mastermind for August, make sure you book them in because spaces are filling up. Um, And we've already got so many amazing girls in there. So next question. Okay. Was hiring a coach a catalyst for your growth in what way? Yes, and it continues to be. The reason why is that I have skin in the game. When you're paying somebody, when you are, like when somebody else is like, waiting for your results, not waiting for your results, but like waiting for you to show the fuck up, you have an obligation to yourself and you have an obligation to that coach. So me hiring a coach was, I'll be completely honest, The um, I've had a coach in the past that did not show up the way that I paid her to. So this is actually, I was saying to somebody else the other day, like it's really important that when you are hiring a coach, you listen to your intuition. The only reason being for that is like, for some people that coach could be great, for me, she was not showing up to how I value ten thousand dollars. That's all. So um, anyway, and and I made the ten thousand dollars back. It wasn't. It's not about. It's never about the money. It's about the principle. So like when my clients make back their investments from me, I'm not like, oh, job done. No, because people haven't invested in me to make the money back. People have invested in me to create their dream life. And even when they create their dream life, I'm like, let's do more, more. More, let's, let's find more shit that's under the covers that we haven't yet found. 
So it was a catalyst purely because I gave her my whole entire savings bank account and I had to put everything in the game. There was no, there was no like, oh, well, if I don't, if I can't afford food this week, I could just phone mum and like, she'll pay for my food. There was no like, I was like, I gave her everything that I had and my parents we're not going to be like, oh, yeah, okay. Also, I was flying to New York about three weeks after I invested in her. And I was really hesitant because I was like, oh, my God. Like, I want to be able to go to New York and, like, have a bougie trip. Like, I didn't want to have to, like, limit myself in New York. And I knew that by investing in this coach, if I phoned mom or dad and were like, oh, my God, I'm flying to New York and I've got no money, they were not going to let they were not going to give me money right? Because they're like, that's your choice to invest in her. And it's your choice to go to New York. It, it's not a life or death situation, right? Food, a little bit different. Okay. So I had my skin in the game and it was an energy upgrade. It was an immediate energetic upgrade. I talk about this in, I think my second podcast episode or my third about like money and investing in yourself. It's an immediate energetic upgrade. And so when I continued month by month to pay my coach now, which I fucking am in love with, Aislinn, she's just like magic. She's all the good vibes. And we totally bond over like just feminine and magical stuff and like not having strategy and like all this hustle. Like it's just flow and everything's easy. Um, she holds me in the way that I need to be held. And she, she grounds me when I'm not grounded, right? Um, anyway, and she just like brings me back to center sometimes when I need it. Now with her, I pay her monthly and I'm in a group and I pay... I literally pay for that coaching group and for her, for the energy and for my energetic upgrade. So I have not had with her some extraordinary breakthrough because I've done so much work before I invested in her, right? I have little breakthroughs along the way with her, but I haven't had like some explosive catalytic, and maybe I will down the track, but it hasn't happened yet because I've done a lot of work in the past. So nothing against her because she's fucking amazing. But what it is with Aislinn is that I am paying her and when I'm paying her, I'm upgrading my energy. And as I talked about in my last podcast episode, I'm expanding my energy. Plus, I'm literally paying for my friends. So of the other girls in that group, I am paying for friends because when you are in a circle with women that fully um, wholeheartedly support you in terms of like your money goals, impact goals, everything, when they fully are cheering you on for like you hitting like 200k this year, when they are like, holy fuck, yes, and there is no slow battery, when there is no jealousy, when there is no shame, when there is nothing, it allows you permission to continue to rise. When you're not around those people or that coach that fully is like, yes, 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 more, 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 then your subconscious goes, oh, it's not safe for me to make that amount of money. It's not safe for me to have that amount of impact. It's not safe for me to show up that way. So having a coach is catalyst, but, but like side note, having the right coach for you. Okay. So for some of you, the right coach is me. For others of you, it might not be me. That's okay. I'm not perfect for everybody. But you have to make sure that you choose a coach that every part of your body is like, yes to. Yes, yes, yes. And if a part of you says no, sit with it. Sit with it. And if she is not letting you sit with it for a day, right, then that's on her, not on you. Allow yourself to sit before you make these leaps because your intuition always knows. And don't invest in people based on, like, their Instagram or their following, right, or what you think they could give to you. You you want to do it all based on intuition because I've invested in a coach before that told me I was going to get X, Y, and Z and I didn't get X, Y, and Z. And when I questioned her about it, I basically got a lawsuit slammed in my face because I questioned her value, right? Because I questioned the, the way that she showed up in how she promised to show up, right? Which shows me a lot about them and not a lot about, and nothing about me. So it's very important lately, ladies, that when you're investing in a coach, you listen to your intuition, not to fucking Instagram and what Instagram, what Instagram perceives to show you, right? Like, obviously I show you guys a lot of like the, me being sweaty as fuck on a train, me making my food in my hotel room. Cause I don't want you guys to think that I'm just like laying back in this glamorous life all the time. Like yesterday I had fucking sweat dripping down my fucking butt crack. Cause it's so hot outside and it's gross. And that's, that's what I want to show you because like, I'm not here to like put on this glamorous, like facade like there's a lot of glamorous things about it and there's a lot of not, not glamorous things okay all right shit we've got 14 minutes until my client okay next question 
Um, okay, so next question from Chloe. Okay. What was the biggest thing that you did to attract high-ticket clients? I changed my energy. I changed my value. Like, the difference between rich people and poor people is not time spent working. It's value. It's um, it's value in the marketplace. It's actually that, that um, people that make a lot of money get paid based on their results, based on their value, not on their time. So people aren't paying me, ladies, for an hourly rate. People are paying me for the transformation. Now, if I'm completely honest, the transformation that I that I can provide to clients that are fully fucking in it, you actually can't put a price tag on that shit. Like, I've lifted people out of, like, full-blown depression, changed their life 360, like, the whole spectrum, right? Which is just, like, to me, I'm like, oh, my God, this is incredible. To them, I'm like, this is fucking incredible. And that's in, like, less than three months. To me... And to a lot of people, that transformation is priceless. Having your life back to you and having your dream life, to me, is fucking priceless, right? Because you're here for a human experience. You're here to live your best life. You don't want to be miserable. I don't know anybody that loves being miserable. Actually, it is an addiction to be miserable, but it's a fucked up addiction, but it happens, right? But people, our soul wants to be like fully yes to life. So the biggest thing was um, literally can't put a price of life-changing experience. Thank you, Ashley. Yes, I can't wait for our call too, Kate. So the point being is that you, you pay for my for the transformation that I'm, I'm able to help you facilitate, help you facilitate. You make your own transformation. I don't make your transformation. I guide you. You make your own transformation. The results that my clients get are their results. I've got tingles. Oh, my God, I love my job so much. Like, honestly, I cry sometimes how much I love my job. Um, so I've got full goosebumps. So the biggest thing, Chloe, was that like I up my value, I up my energy. This is also a reason why, ladies, I say, I say this on my podcast all the time. Of like I stay in these in these environments, so I'm at my highest energetic frequency. It would not be responsible of me as a coach to be staying in shitty places with shitty Wi-Fi so that uh, and then not being able to show up fully. I stay in these hotels. I I've spent hundreds of dollars getting like unlimited Wi-Fi in Europe so that I can make sure that nothing is blocking me from being able to like be fully present with my clients. And the reason why I do that is because that's the value that I want to offer and that's the value that I'm capable of offering. So Chloe, it's about value. It's also about magnetism. So it's about you knowing your work and you being fully yourself, not comparing yourself to anybody else, not doing what anybody else does, not looking at anybody else's business, but yours. So I don't look at how other people run their business. I'm just focused on me because I'm on my own path. Like I don't need to run my business like somebody else in order to be successful. I run my business the way that feels good to me. And that brings me the success, the clients and the impact. Okay, which makes me feel fucking amazing. And it makes my soul feel amazing. And it makes all of you feel amazing, right? Because I show up fully for you as me, not somebody else. So biggest thing to attract high ticket clients is know your fucking value and also up your value in the marketplace, right? This this is obviously dependent on like supply, demand and what you're providing, right? And how you're different. You know, you got to be high ticket. It's like the difference between what's the difference between Celine and Zara. One is like very, very well made. Um, the brand has a name for itself. There's a lot of perceived value in there as well. And there's an energy that's different to Zara. When you walk into a Zara shop, it's a bit chaos. Like the service isn't as good. When I walk into a Celine shop, right, whether I buy the handbag or not, I'm offered sparkly mineral water. I have somebody helping me. They bring me out new bags. There's beautiful music. Somebody opens the door for me. It's a very different experience to going into a Zara shop. Okay, same thing as coaching. You can apply that metaphor to kind of anything. Okay, that is that question answered. All right, Maddie's question on Facebook. Um, so the only thing I've, is, I've done for me, I had the best sleep after my night shift. I said, okay, cool. Question is, do you feel like your success of your business is because you're living your journey on your own without being in a relationship? No. Do you want to be in a relationship or are you choosing to run your own race and wanting someone to come to you? I've been really tested to not chase people in gratification. Okay, really good question. So I have... Um, I was growing my business when I was in um, a pretty committed relationship with a very masculine guy, but I tend to attract guys with mummy issues, complete honesty, and I might jump on this again later if I don't get to answer all of them. Uh, this mama question, can you write it down and I'll answer it later because I might get jump on later for the live because I have a client in 
couple of minutes. Um, so regarding this question, Maddie, about being in a relationship and does, does being in a relationship affect my business? If being in a relationship affects your business negatively, it's not the relationship to be in. Your relationship should bring up every part of your life, not bring down. So I am very cautious about the people that I bring into my life, whether it's a friendship or relationship. I do not have friendships that drag me down. I do not have relationships that drag me down. Yes, I've been tested. Yes, I've had them in the past where they all seem hunky-dory, everything seems great, and then, like, the commitment issues settle in, and I'm like, oh, fuck, bye-bye. I tend to attract boys and mummy issues because I have a lot of motherly energy because, obviously, it's my job with my clients. I'm, my kinesiologist may be very aware of this as well because I asked her, why do I keep attracting in men that, like, have mummy problems? And then when I validate them, they, like, are like, holy shit, I'm, I'm good enough? Whoa. And then they run because they have mummy issues and I attract them in because I have a lot of motherly energy. So now I'm basically, like, on a first date, it's like, have you dealt with your mummy issues? Now, obviously, I also... Like, I generally speaking date guys that are much older than me that have done the work before. But in terms of your question, Maddie, if a relationship is ter- is making your business slower, then it's not the right relationship because your business is based on your energy, not on who's in your life. It's based on your energy, and those people are affecting your energy in your life. So I don't want to be running my own race. My intention here is not to be a one-woman show running my own race. I am totally calling in the man of my dreams, and I am calling in my dream husband. What I'm not calling in is men that are here for a quick little bit of fun, men that are here to get a bit of validation, that need their ego to have a boost. So like, oh, I'm dating an Instagram chick. I'm dating a chick that makes a lot of money. Like, I'm dating a chick that posts sexy pictures on her Instagram. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here for somebody that fully loves my energy because also part of being in a relationship with me is that I work at all hours of the day and some, some guys really don't like that. Some guys don't like that. Some A lot of men that haven't done the work on themselves are threatened by women that have their shit together. And I'm not calling in a guy like that. I'm calling in a guy that loves that I have my shit together, that loves that I have my own business, that I'm so passionate about this, that I am a strong but soft and feminine woman, that I love open communication. And if any, if there, and if there is a guy that can't appreciate that, then he's not the guy for me. And I was met with a recent scenario of this where I did, I will be completely honest, I slapped a label on it, ladies, of like twin flame. Like, this is it. Like, the universe brought him in in the most wild way and there was just synchronicity after synchronicity after synchronicity and it like both of us were like holy shit and I could feel everything he was feeling when he was upset about something random I could feel it when he was stressed it was just like everything that he could feel I was like I could feel and it got to a point where I was like I actually I wasn't freaked out by it but I was like I, that's why also I, I I did slap a label on it Cause I was like, oh my God, we are so fucking connected. It's freaky. It, like I would do a meditation and then like he would message me the second I would get out of the meditation and like we wouldn't have talked for like hours and like it was just so much crazy shit that like, like it was like, I'm not even going to go through it because of time, but it was like so much shit where we were just like, what the fuck? And I stuck to label on it because of how many times, because of the way the universe showed me and Maybe the universe did show me, but maybe it didn't show me because he was the one. Maybe it showed me because I needed to listen to my gut or follow my boundaries and not give in because of a label. And I gave in because of a label that I put on him, that I put on us, right? So um, I let that one go. And um, and hey, maybe he is the one, but he needs to do the fucking work on himself because I'm not up for guys that get threatened when I'm like, I'm sorry, I have to fly to New York to go talk. And that was basically what it was. It was like, I've got too much, like I have my dream life. And for, for guys that can be threatening if, they don't, if they're really operating from this wounded masculine, right? And like, I can't be with a guy where I'm like, oh my God, I'm flying to New York for an event. And then they freak out, freak the fuck out, right? Because like, shit, she's got her shit together and she's living a dream life. Sorry, I'm not up for that, right? I'm up for the guy that's like, yes, I'm coming with you. I'm going to be there in the crowd cheering you on. That sort of guy that I want. I'm not here to one-up guys. I want my guy to be making more money than me, hopefully. But also, I'm not too fussed on that anymore. But I want my guy to be bigger, more masculine, quote-unquote, better than me in a lot of aspects of my life. Because 
that's how I can surrender into the feminine. And I just want that. And I want him to want, I want him to be able to have that and feel really masculine in the relationship. So I'm not here to be a one woman show to run my business. Just as me, buddy. Absolutely not. And that's also why I now have like a manager and an assistant and all of these sort of people on my team because, and a photographer and my kinesiologist and my friends and my friend who's an emotional massage therapy chick. You know, I've got all these people because without, with not having a man in my life right now, I need to have others, people's energy, other people's masculine energy to bring that in. And then I also have male friendships that really, really cheer me on in my feminine. And when they message me on Instagram or when they send me a text message or when I see them in real life, like it helps me really fall into that feminine and to really surrender in it and also know that the way that I'm running my business is a really beautiful feminine way and I fucking love it. So, okay. I feel like that's a really beautiful place to end this live, ladies. And I have to go because I have a client in three minutes. Well, I hope you guys got some juicy chicken nuggets out of that Instagram live and apologies again for the sound quality, but hopefully you got what you needed. Um, or maybe what you even didn't know you needed, but you just, I hit some nails on the head for you. I really, um, open some new doors for you to think about. So make sure that you have checked out the Academy if you haven't already. Also, if you're a Brisbane girl, there's still tickets left for the Brisbane event. So please get your ticket for that. Even if you're a Queensland girl or anything, we've got girls flying in for like a little holiday, which is awesome. So make sure that you um, have checked out the Brisbane Feminine as Fuck Live event that goes for three hours on the 28th of July. It's going to be so juicy. The space that we're having the event in is fucking incredible. So you do not want to miss out on that. Um, it'd be a great time to meet me, ask questions. Um, it's going to be a really epic transformational event. So you do not want to miss it. The Sydney one was incredible. So many girls left with like soul sister friends, which just warmed my heart like no one's business. So that is all from me today. Make sure you check out the Academy, buy your tickets to Feminist Fuck Live, and I will talk to you all soon. Oh, and if you haven't already checked out the retreat, make sure you do so as well because that shit is juicy. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you got lots of chicken nuggets out of today's episode. I would be really, really grateful if you'd be able to leave me a review and a star rating that you think is appropriate, hopefully five. And if you could share this podcast so that I can help more women live a life of flow and ease, I would be so fucking grateful. Make sure you tag me in it on Instagram so I can personally thank you because I know so many of my clients have found me literally because their friends have posted about my podcast on their Instagram story. And I just want to help as many women as possible. So by you sharing it, I would be so fucking grateful. And I'm sure your friends would be too. If you do want to welcome me, please do check out my website for all those details. And of course, you can DM me on Instagram with any other questions. If you have any podcast things you want me to talk about, any ideas, any feedback, I am always open to it. And I always love hearing what you guys have to say. So please don't hesitate about that either. I will catch you on the flip side. Have an amazing day or night wherever you are. 